Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chasing Edges podcast. I'm your host, Brian Peters. Got a truly incredible human on this week, one of my favorite humans to talk to, Efadi Odenabo. He is a seven-year NFL vet drafted by the Vikings, Northwestern grad. That's how we got linked, but has played for the Colts, the Browns, and the Giants, and finished up last season on the Bucks as well. A truly incredible journeyman to some extent, but really a pro- productive professional football player. Check the stats in that realm, but he is an incredible brain, incredible mind to talk to because he He has absorbed so much on his journey and applies it in a beautiful way. How he stacks and compounds all his biohacks or his habits in the offseason. How his offseason translates his on-field performance, his perspective and intention when it comes to what he puts in his body and his routines and the logistics to accomplish those routines are all dynamite. One of my favorite conversations, we go down some rabbit holes, we talk about philosophy, even a new philosopher in his own sense, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we see the beauty in that. And then we get through and talk about our the water, the hyperbarics, the red light, the NAD, all these things, but also the philosophy of life and in, in respect in comparison to the Japanese and in in these examples. But what is longevity? How can we maintain maintain longevity and how we can, how can we truly improve our performance through wisdom, application, trial and error, and observation and experience. He articulates all this stuff beautifully. There's a few uh, sound cutouts on the Zoom here at the end of the podcast, but please have some patience with those. But truly, truly, truly hope you enjoy. Have a good one. Boom. Afadi, thanks for joining me, dude. Thanks for having me, Brian, man. It's a pleasure. Dude, I'm high. We've already been ripping a little bit before this, everybody, but... uh We'll we'll get we'll get down to all the rabbit holes as they come. But uh, how we start the podcast, uh, it's called Chasing Edges. Where are you chasing edges right now in your life? Where are you living, learning, growing? So right now, my HQ is uh, New Jersey, but like I'm really on the 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 waterfront. So I'm like yep. I'm right I'm a ten minute I'm a ten minute ferry ride to New York City, you know. But but right now, I like the Jersey area. I ended up, how I ended up making this my headquarters was I. When I was with the Giants, uh, they threw a little money to me, and um, I used that during during uh, COVID when the interest rates were so low. So I just ended up buying a place here, and I studied economics at Northwestern. So I was like, like I got the financial capital of yeah of the world buying right next to me. So that was kind of playing, and it worked out. I really like Jersey. I like the I like just the resources out here because there's all types of people. So when you have all types of people, you're exposed to all types of resources. Yeah, you're definitely a you're definitely a man of the people and but a, an open minded human. J- just for the background, for for some people, got, the kid's got great roots. He's got Ohio roots, uh, Centerville, right? Yeah, Centerville. Yeah. Centerville. Then uh, he because we weren't at Northwestern together. He put he did his four years in Northwestern, then going on his seventh year in in the NFL right now. And I'll have an intro and all that stuff for you. But uh, as far as your training and everything, uh, dude, are you trying anything new? What, are you learning anything? Like, what's what's going on in that world? So, uh, this is my fortune enough. I'm going to my seventh year in the NFL. So, it's kind of funny. as like, when the first year, your rookie year, you just train for about one or two hours. Like, oh, I'm done for the day, you know? Yeah. But as a true veteran, as a true professional, you go, you hang out with new people, you get exposed to new things, and you just you just keep, like, your mind has to be like a sponge, you know? You absorb more, no more information. So the knowledge that you learn in year one versus year seven is night and day. And all of a sudden that one or two hours of training, you think for a day ends up being six, seven hours a day. Cause you're like, once you, once you start knowing this information, you can't go back to your old life. So, so I think this year, my theme this year has really been hyperbaric, um, hyperbaric uh, treatment. So HBOT and also 
I think yoga. Like um, I had done, I've been on big on flexibility with the Pilates and things like that. But I think from a standpoint, I got exposed to hyperbaric treatment back when I was with the Colts. I had a couple teammates that were on it, and um, I just kind of liked how my body responded. And I started reading more about it. And obviously, you know, playing football is a very dangerous sport. You know, everyone's concerned. Hey, man, you're playing football, aren't you? Like nervous about the the brain trauma and all that stuff. So. The, the research behind hyperbarics with stroke patients is very compelling evidence. And it's also still pretty, pretty new just because insurance won't cover it because it's so expensive. So they kind of don't want you to know the information that's about it. So as an athlete, you got to do whatever you can to get your body into working in its ways. And just how after doing these sessions, I, I think my body would respond pretty well to it. Yeah. And I'm going to go on probably a little rant here because I've one, I fucking love that you found that because most people don't find that like I, tr- so I, I got concussed in my last game it was actually against Indianapolis last game of the season, like 2016. And by, I played through it like an idiot. But besides that point, um, I immediately came back to Pickerington and my doctor had just opened up uh, a hyperbaric uh, place next door two medical grade hard shells. Cause w- as we both know, the soft cells, soft shells, trash. It takes like 10 X the time inside of there. It's a waste. It's not dense yeah. enough oxygen. Yeah. And so in that realm, so I got it back there and I came back and did like a, a 25 days in a row treatment. Um, I tried to get into the hyperbarics down in Houston, but the only t- the only reason you could get into the hyperbarics down there, the, the medical grade ones was if you had a prescription for like a skin burn or something along those lines. And so they're going to charge me 1500 bucks to like pay out of pocket. So I said, fuck that. And I came back to Ohio and did this whole treatment here. But the coolest part about it is like, once you feel it, because it like, it's not even like a one-time thing. You have to do frequency. If you do it once a week, you're not going to get the benefits. Yeah. And it sounds like you're using it right. Where you're using it multiple times a week in that round. But for those of you listening, like anybody that's had brain trauma, anybody that's playing football, anybody that's coaching people that play football, military guys that are listening to, what happens is like, so in essence, in this inside of this hyperbaric chamber, this medical grade glass chamber, it's one, it's saturating you with about 99% oxygen. So like, again, like you get into a zip up, you can get in with your computer, you can do it, get in with all this dumb stuff, but in there, you can't have anything flammable, like, because again, oxygen's flammable in that capacity. So you, somebody's putting you in there and taking you out. But once you get in, they're taking you down to di- di- different atmospheres of pressure. And a lot of a lot of research right now is done at 1.5 atmospheres for brain trauma. But now you can start playing with these uh, different atmospheres to get the oxygen and basically the recovery to where you want it. Some of it's muscle. You can go to a different atmosphere now. And then Israelis are pumping out a bunch of bunch of really cool research down to like 2.2 atmospheres now where they're literally like regressing like cellular age. And then but they're also regressing like the PTSD CTE effects. And so. I, I just think the answer is always uh, the simplest one. And I think, and uh, maybe because I'm a breathwork coach, but oxygen is the answer because what's happening. And I know, I know, you know, this, I'm just kind of shouting out for the people on the podcast, but what happens when you do get some brain trauma, literally like your red blood cells and different cells can't get through because they, they've become constricted because of the inflammation in your brain. And what, uh, what the HBO2 or HBOT does is, basically it saturates enough oxygen into your blood where now usually only the red blood cells can carry oxygen. Now the, the plasma can carry the oxygen. So the analogy here is 
usually like your red blood cell is a bus and it has four people on it, it has four oxygens on it. But now if the bus can't th- get through the traffic jam, now the motorcycles can get through and get oxygen deeper into the brain where the trauma was. Because like, and then oxygen's healing. Uh, oxygen, our body's anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, all these amazing things. But that's my rant. But dude, so tell me about uh, like how, what make like how you feel after you do it, or like that kind of so, thing. So, so kind of what we were talking about earlier off record. I was I was talking about um, with uh, with stroke patients, you know. So from from what I was reading, from my understanding, what I was reading is the fact that when you have a stroke, after you have a stroke, I think there's like. For some people, that there's like a certain part of the brain that's kind of dead. It's almost like, um, let's say you had like um, like a bunch of farm, and you had a bunch of soil just plants that are just dead. You know, that are just like these are my things, but all oh, these are my dead plants, whatever. But because that because it's ninety nine or one hundred percent oxygen, it's able to you're forcing oxygen in, so it's almost like breathing life into something that's dead, like oh, it's dead. It's almost like all of a sudden that little dead plant, there's that little small stem. That's kind of growing out. That, that was my kind of analogy of, you know? Yeah, I like I was, it. I was like, this is remarkable. Let me try this. So so then uh, you, you read the benefits of the stem cells, the neuroplasticity. So what I like to do is like, I'll take lion's mane because I'm a big lion's mane guy, you know? Like I've, I've been on lion's mane for about two or three years. Everyone takes the powder version, all that. But there's a research that just came out about a month ago that was done in Australia and I think South Korea that the, the best way to take lion's mane is through... um ethanol extraction like uh alcohol ethanol whatever yep. extraction. so because they they did like like they did like uh, the powder version all that you can still get the benefits of lion's man but it's really the liquid droplets and i had a feeling because i had tried all of it and i was like the liquid droplets man i just feel some little zing to it you know a little zing so 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 i'll do a little experiments so, you know get uh get in the hybrid so right before i get in the hybrid chamber i do red eye therapy mm. so what i'll do is like so the idea of the red eye therapy is like, you know, oh, kind of opens up your, dilates your vessels. So you're able to maximize all that. I was reading something about, or uh, something, someone like the lung David Huberman, guys that are all in that realm, they're explaining about doing red eye therapy, then doing the hyperbaric chamber that you can almost increase your benefits up to four folds. Because mm. so, I'm, what I'm starting to understand that just with life and everything, everything is like a synergy compound, you know? It's all about just finding things, conditions have to be met. And all of a sudden you think you're getting the benefits like this. Like a linear? No, it just goes through the roof when you're able to. So, so what I'll do is I'll do the NAD uh, IVs. You know, I'll yeah, do the, I'll do the NAD IV. I'll do red eye therapy. Then I'll do the hyperbaric. And it's it's almost you feel like a Dragon Ball Z, like Goku, the whole Super Saiyan. You're like, oh, dude, yeah, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm on. You know, I'm on ten right now. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm feeling. You know, so it's, dude, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting to learn all this information. It's cool to do, say that this is part of my job. You know. Yeah. And, but it's just like, how cool of a job is it to like, okay, how can I get the most out of my system? And it's like, okay, it's not just the lifting. Now it's like the lifting and it's the body maintenance. It's the Pilates on top of the yoga. And then we talked about before the podcast, um, the barefoot shoes, the zero drop, like being able to spread your toes, like we're bipeds. It makes really important to know that you have strong feet and input coming in there. Cause if your feet are numb from these thick shoes, you get less cerebellum activity. And you talked about being able to even feel that brain activity is crazy. Yeah. And I, so, so, so kind of going back to like certain themes. So hybrid bear chamber, red light therapy, NAD shots, you know, NAD injections. Then another thing too, cause like I said, like I think after I've, I've been a journeyman in the NFL, you know, I've been on quite a bit of teams, maybe five, five teams or so, but like each team that you learn, each team that you get on, 
you meet the coaches, you meet the players, and obviously everyone has their own stud players. But for me, I, I try to put my ego aside. I just like learning. Just it's it's kind of an honor to be around all these guys, you know. So so you so you just kind of like kind of Bruce Lee, the whole Jack Kido absorb what's useful and get away what's what's useless, you know. Yep. So so something like a DeForest Buckner, you know, is uh, one of the best he tackles in the game. But like in his warm ups, he'd always wear toe spaces right before the game, you know, and really have this in, intensive. Extensive, like, um, just warm up, and I'd be watching, like, oh, it's toe spacers, toe spacers. So, you know, I was already doing the uh, barefoot shoes, got it to the toe spacers. Now, when I do yoga and Pilates, I bring my toe spacers with me, you know. And everyone's yeah. like, this guy's ready to bring toe spacers. I'm like, you know, hey, I know things, you know. I, hey, 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 I'm, I'm secure about me as a person, you just know. I'm gonna do this stuff, and you guys are all gonna copy because that's what always ends up happening at the end of the day, you know? yeah. So, so, so it's just exciting that. Even though, like, my body, from a standpoint, like, you know, when you're younger, 23, 24, you just have that wasteful energy. As I'm, I'm, as I'm approaching 29 next month, the energy, I still have a good amount of energy just because I take care of myself like that. But you can almost feel, like, a little drop in your energy, you know? Just yeah. Like, but, but I'll trade that drop with the amount of knowledge that I've obtained, you know? It's always that find that thing where, okay, even though, like, the recovery, this is not the same, but the knowledge that I knew and the extra mile that I'm going to go is making up for it. So therefore I'm becoming a better athlete. You know? Yeah. It's wisdom, wisdom. Yeah. You've, you become smarter, more efficient. And even to that extent, cause I say it all the time on here too, but like, if you look at like a defensive end room or D tackle or whatever we're looking at or a linebacker room, like the difference physically between each person in the room, isn't usually that great. Like they pay, they, they pay people for their brain and their reactions. And they're like, yeah. maybe a niche talent where it's like, yeah, like that the wisdom or just this lever this leverage of knowledge or a skill is really what makes guys great. Exactly. Or, yeah. or, or makes them worth twenty million dollars, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but so but to your dude, the curiosity that you get into that too, and like the ego, because that cause I did the same thing. Like even when even when I was up in the CFL with the Vikings, with the Texans, like all these places, like I just walk in. You already know who the high performers are. Okay, I'm gonna watch them. They do. I'll ask questions if they're cool. They're an they'll answer. And then now I got like a new IV treatment that's tailored off my blood work, or I got like a new movement to work on, or like you go or you get to know people when you go train with their guys in the off season. You just get exposed to it, and I think that's like the best way to approach it because again, you're a young guy learning, and like again, just to see your evolution to stack all these things now. Where like I didn't even like so I've heard a little bit about red light beforehand, but I never like thought deep on the before we're doing hyperbarics. And so like that makes sense. And now you start talking about literally the energy output of the ATP bump that you get from the NAD. And now, dude, you're just stat you've added enough wisdom now to create like basically like your own super scion fucking juke factory inside yourself. And now yeah, you know yeah. How yeah. And and what's cool about it, because you know, one day you're Life of the athlete's going to be over, you know, you know, that stage, but the amount of wisdom that you attain from this game, you know, and so, you know, after the day, yeah, the, the point of having this wisdom is to pass down, you know, and everyone tells me, hey, man, like, you know, this stuff, but like, why are you, don't you want to like, just not tell anyone about it, keep your own secrets? I was like, no, I don't really think much about that. Also, just think of karma in a circle of life, just, you know, just, just, just a bigger picture, but also, dude, I could tell you all the information, but you still got to do it, dude, you know? And yeah. I think I'm doing all this type of stuff, dude. I don't get out. Like, this is my off-season. I'll leave my house at night, and I'll get home till 5 o'clock, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't think the person wants to do that on their normal off-season, you know? 
Yeah, a lot of guys don't, but like really like you're talking about return on investment and then on top of just like the life you want to leave and like one of the reasons that like I one I enjoy talking to you anyways is that you like you are like an energetic excited human and like I think that's rare cuz like a lot of times you got to like pry things out of people and really like how I view it as help and support are not yours to keep. Like some, somebody taught us this. I got help somewhere along the way. My job's not to hoard information and knowledge and laughs and whatever. It's supposed to share everything. Yeah. And because I, be, I believe in the karma side of that too, where it's like, yeah, like I, I've given a lot away and I've gotten burned, but like I, tenfold I've gotten back from other people that I've helped. And I just think like that's just the way, the way of life. And, and it's, oh, it's almost like, yeah, that person, I, well, Northwestern, you know, you have the guy who knows this, knows like I'm doing these econ exams, don't know, don't know a thing there, but yeah, that smart person like, hey, I'll come and teach you guys. He's explaining it to everybody, but he keeps explaining it to everybody and he keeps doing well, keeps doing well. In the long run, he always gets the straight A's and I'm, I'm the guy with the B minus C plus, you know? So, yeah. But if you, if you didn't show me that information, like B minus C plus could have been So yeah. I'm still in that regards, you know? Yeah. And that's dope. Just because like, I, I found that too. Cause like, even with, even at like a Northwestern, like you see some guys that are just super anti, um, we'll say social life outside of the football team. Yeah. But then you, then you see the guys like yourself and that are mixing it up with like frat sororities, whatever, but, or in like the econ world, or even in my major, like, dude, you start to mix it up and you find some interesting ass humans. And like, that's where it's like eternal curiosity will trump fucking everything. And it's just perspective, man. Just, just straight up, like you, you, you've only you've, you've seen one side to another. Just kind of like how right before this, two weeks ago, I was in Australia, New Zealand, you know. And it's just cool to see, like, man, it's how people live, like going to London, like, man, these people talk, see, they speak the same language, but they're they're just their phrases, their things, you know. Or you go to Minnesota, duck, duck, great duck, you know. It's just random yeah. things. Like you go to all these different places, like, man, like. It blows your mind. It's just a stim perspective, and you just absorb it, absorb it, become a sponge. Then afterwards, you know, like I always say this, like before I want to become a father or a family man, you know, I want to travel the world. So, you know, fight at the storyteller, you know, let me, let me get, let me gather all these stories together. Then when I start a family, I know I'll tell them, Hey, you know, when, you know, a Scandinavian, the six year olds are seen as a man, you know, they're, 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 they're neat. I'm going to be speaking up at the table quite a bit, you know, just different things that I kind of like. And, kind of make my own little batch you know and then start my own little little family you know yeah but how, like i mean how cool is that because like that's what i've learned from travel too and i think we've been to some of the same places i've been australia new zealand brazil um thailand a little bit everywhere a bu- bunch of bunch of trips different places but you learn something new every time that like just it stretches your perspective and now and, and then now like you get into the actual power of storytelling and it's like how crazy that to tell like the Scandinavians treat six year olds like men like yeah. why why do we wait till 16, 17, 18, even some people 24, 25 to hand them responsibility when that's like that's like you can train again again like I think all kids are products of their environment anyways and so if you ask your kids a bunch of questions or teach them to ask questions like like you you're really opening up doors for them yeah. in that capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dude just like different perspective we're kind of know Sonny about like. When I'm starting to notice about, like, you know, it's not a coincidence that the greatest athletes also can dance. And they're like, no, it's different, blah, blah, blah. But then when you think about it, we're talking about running. Running's rhythm, you know? Like, even going over the hurdles. You know, I, I had the hurdles the whole time. Well, the three-step, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. Everything requires rhythm. Um, I had um, a strength coach, Coach Uwe, and, he, and everything that we did is, like, you got to have the rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. I'm like, 
man, dude, like, are we talking about sport? You know, are we talking about practice? Are we talking about sports? Are we talking about <laughs> rhythm, you know? It's that type of thing that you start understanding it more and more. Then you start getting into like the Pilates and the and the yogas where you're able to like isolate certain parts of your body. You're like, ah, like, because some people, when they dance, they just guide it. They don't even have to think about it. But from like an analytical standpoint, when I'm dancing, I'm like, oh, that moves. No, this, this course, this course. Yeah. Yeah, got it. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but that's fucking that's juicy. I think that's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious, but like it's such a cool, cool in that aspect. Where like, yeah, like again, like yeah, I, like I think I can dance a little bit in that capacity yeah. as far as rhythm. But like I look at my world and like breathing's ryth- rhythmic, and then you get into tying your breath with your movement and yoga. One of the best activities that tie breath to movement. Okay. Why can I go farther here? Because I can breathe here. I, my body knows it's safe here. I can keep it a consistency the same way like we crave our routines and our comforts. Like our body needs to know that, okay, I can keep a good rhythm here. That means I'm safe. Oh, I can go farther. Or like, and the same same with your breathing when you're running. Like how you breathe when you run is really important with your rhythm. And it's just like all those things start tying together. And then, but like rhythm, you, you have the ability to keep a rhythm, but now you want to keep your adaptability too. Cause like competition's chaos in that aspect where it's like, okay, I can keep my rhythm, but like there's influences now, but like if I can keep a rhythm and, but really if I, my energy can flow. And like, when I hear dancing, I hear like fucking flow and that whole capacity where in that realm, okay. Flow means muscle control, the ability to transition and flow energy in and out. And that's where I think your correlation, like the, the best athletes are the best dancers. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, man, because I've just been in the locker room like, man, that guy can dance. Oh, and that guy scores touchdowns on Sundays. Carry the two, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, or those guys that can dance have kind of the longest careers, you know? Because at the end of the day, like, there's the athletes where there's a muscular athlete where, like, um, I'm lifting weights all day, raw, raw, raw. But you, you just, you know, you don't know how to side side. You don't know how to be smooth, you know? You think everything's linear. When things are not linear, you know, you got to, you know, like just having the little, little wiggle room. But then you have those guys that can dance and they become more efficient and more efficient. And dude, it's, it's just like, it's just cool to see all those after you just, instead of, because, you know, when you're in high school, college, you're focused on school, you're focused on other things. But now when my life is just designated just to be an athlete, I wake up every day that I'm trying to be the best in the world, you know. You know, I may not be the best in the world right now, but like, I'm, that is my plan, you know. I'm striving towards why I get there. I hope to be, but if I don't, you know, at the end, it's like the pursuit of uh, perfection, you know. Every single day, I'm trying to get to this point, get to this point. What are what are my what are the building blocks to get me to this point, you know? And each team that I go to, I'm like, man, more information, more information, more information. This information can't get uh, wasted, you know. And then you, then you kind of, but then the thing is that you have so much information, it's almost like it's an overload to the system. And you know, yeah, but you have to work with logistics, you know. Like logistics is a thing. Obviously, in a perfect world, you wish everything was in a in a five mile radius. You know, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. No, but also depending on where you're at, you know, maybe if you're in freaking bum shell Iowa, you know, you're not gonna have the resources out there. Versus New York, New Jersey, you have these resources, but you got traffic every ten seconds. You're like, how do I get? It's only three miles, but it says three hours. What is going on there? You know, so so it's, it's learning. You know, like I said, absorbing what's useful, absorbing what's not, and just trying to differ- differentiate. You know, did I want to get my sauna treatments? You know, 
I do all that type of stuff, but then I have so much stuff that I want to do. It's just like, I don't have an hour a day, but on top of that, you still have to get your sleep too, you know? Yeah. And that's where, like, that's where the ability to balance all these things and, but even balance new information, like, is the new information functional or is it not? Do I need to put two weeks to a month into trying it to see if it's for me or for not? And it's like, those are all like massive investments because it, a lot of this shit takes time. Dude, dude. But- and time is money because before you know it, you're trying to you're trying to get this new routine in the off season, and also like oh you got plenty of time in the off season, but in the blink of an eye, boom they want you to report. So so that's right now. Right now this is like I'm like the evil scientist right now. Mad scientists try oh so they want to get back to the like, training camp. What's the seven year guy doing? <laughs> you don't know about this. This is the latest model here, guys. You know, yeah. But yeah, but like again, I again, I think it's a worthy pursuit. But the the balance of it all is all it was always tough for me too because I got then like now you get into like the adaptive nature of it where it's okay. Like, do I own the routine or is the routine on me? Because I cultivated this really like fine tuned machine, but sometimes like time and traffic and all these things fuck up like my my plan. Yeah, and, and that's where like okay, now the perspective is like I I know this is great for me, but I don't need it to perform on the field. Like absolutely necessary. I, that's why I just think some guys get distracted where like, oh, like I didn't get to do this before the game. And like that influences my performance. Really, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I just think a common trap is where I think you're aware uh, in that aspect where I know I have this routine or I have all these tools and like this, uh, this schedule that I keep because I know it's great for me. It's all my wisdom stacked up. It's still the end that I have stacked up. But now when it comes to it, like I know this amount of, uh, activities or this amount of like prep prepared me to perform in general. Like, do you, do you think, have you had any, any problems with like, I guess like a routine impeding your performance or do you feel like you get so, ready for the game? Yeah. So, so there's times where there's situations where like you have this routine, but something happens, you know, let's say you have to use the restroom quite a bit. And it's yeah. already like, Oh God, Oh, I'm supposed to be out of here by 20 minutes. So, so you know, that happens. But I think when you, you've been, you've been doing it for so long that it, even if you don't get to do the ideal routines the day of the game, you have such a strong foundation. And I think that's the that's the most important thing is that foundation set. When you do differentiate off or, or you get off that plane or things don't go the way you do, even though you have that confidence like, hey man, I've been doing everything. I've been doing this for years and this, that. Me, me not being able to do finishing up the warmer that I want to do, I don't care, you know. All I know is that I'm doing more than what everybody else is out doing there. And even on my worst day, I'm still gonna own you guys, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like that a lot. Just because I, I think some people, particularly the younger guys, they don't know how to take that grace because I got my kind of recipe for high performance is grit and grace. Like you work your fucking face off all off season, all like even all week during the game. And then now it's like in, in your version of perfection, like perfection's unattainable, but we want to get as close as we can to it in that realm of but like, have you ever played a perfect game? No. Yeah. And like I like I've I've asked that to some of the best NFL athletes on the planet at this point, and nobody ever. But like, but everybody beats themselves up for the one bad player, the two bad plays, even though eight good plays graded you out at ninetieth percentile or yeah. whatever. And I I just think that's a cool little insertion yeah, point, just because some people don't. I just like looking at how I played because I found the breath work while I was playing to calm myself. Because I was like, a lot of times. People looked at me as the Northwestern guy, the smart guy, the fucking yeah. white, the white guy out there. And they're like, hey, OK, 
Like you should know all the calls and all these things, and you should be able to anticipate these formations. And the, 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 yes, because you have to play to this ego persona. And I was like, "We're the Northwest guys." Like, hey, man, I try really hard. It doesn't mean you know. Yeah. Stop, stop having these expectations. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Yes. Yeah, and so I had this really cool teammate, and he, dude, he was just a fucking monster of a human up in Canada. Um, but like badass dude, like smoking Marlboros, like like after practice. Tough dude. He's like a New Jersey guy. His name's yeah. Di- Diamond Ferry. He was a running back and a DB for Syracuse back in the day. And he was just, he, he'd done like eight or nine years up in Canada at this point. And so I, I get my opportunity to go back. He's like one of like four or five guys that reached out and said, Hey, fucking murder everybody. Like, do your thing. You're good enough. That kind of thing. Like good human. And then, so I ball out my first year in 2015 and I still have like a good year. Uh, my second year, I still had like 15 or 16 special teams tackles, whatever. And then, but he called or no, he hit me up on Facebook. Then he called me and he goes, he goes, you're not that fucking guy. And I'm just like, and he doesn't, I'm not good at accents, but he has a thick New York accent. He goes, you're not that fucking guy. He goes, you're not there to be the the thinking, smart, nerdy motherfucker out on the field. He goes, you're a beast and a baller. It's like fucking trust that side of it. And I just thought that was a cool nuance where it's just like at, at the end of the day, like thinking only has so much room on the field. You need to be able to trust your prep. You need to trust your skill set and execute. Yeah. So, and and just kind of go as I've gotten older, dude, I've come to realizing that as to be a, a good athlete, to be successful in what you got to do, you got to have a philosophy, you know, like straight up, like the argument, I say what's going on in this crazy world that we're living in, you know, nah, I'm not even getting on the political side, but people yeah. talking about, you know, so but, but the thing I try to tell people that, like, back in the days, man, philosophers were really, were really well-respected people, you know? Philosophers kept the people in check, you know? Like, like, for an example, you know, we know AI is becoming, consuming us and all that stuff. In theory, shouldn't there be philosophers to tell us, like, hey, um, AI is a good thing from a productivity standpoint, but there's ways to, we can accom- accommodate this, you know? Like, do you all of a sudden, oh, we created this new AI, we want to get rid of the whole workforce? Or let's, hey, let's have a progression as in, by the next 10, 15 years, we'll transition to all AI, you know? But so, so like, I, I see the last philosophers that I tell people about that who I'm a really big fan and people get caught off guard by is Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you, if you hear how he speaks or on those Instagram reels or like things like that, the way he talks with such passion, even though he's a bodybuilder and I was like, oh, what does he know about things like that? But, like, there's something about when you go through such hardship and you have to train your body and, like, you just have a different perspective. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, we all know the story that he immigrated here from Austria, you know, just just wanted to be the best, got it, became the best bodybuilder. And he was like, no, nah, that's not enough. Let me become an actor, you know, let me be the Tominator. That's not enough, you know, let me let me have some prestige. Let me marry Kennedy. That's not enough. All right. No, on top of that, let me become a governor, you know. And, and at the end of the day, people are like, man, are you really trust this guy, a bodybuilder, when he became a governor? Is that a testimony of how terrible America is? No, dude, it's great because at the end of the day, when you hear him speaking to you hear his details or his, uh, obviously his accent's pretty funny and all that stuff. But the way he even talks about the word gym, you know, the whole quote was Arnold Schwarzenegger has so much respect for the word gym that he only, that's why he only refers to it as a gymnasium, you know, mm. just, just little things like that. And I think as a society that we don't have people that what's just philosophies, you know, beliefs like just we're straight, straight up, like, this is who I am. This is my philosophical views. And these are my convictions, you know, and this is what I understand, you know, and I think as an athlete, as I've gotten older, I'm starting to realize that once you adopt a certain philosophies, 
you start noticing um, themes just throughout like everyday everyday situations, you know, not with sports, just from from you know from driving, from just social settings or how people respond. It's just you just notice the themes. But I think the most important thing is, is finding a philosophy that you agree with that you that you as yourself align with. Yeah, and I think that because I I also think to your point, like we earn our philosophy. It's like you like you've earned it for, through your whole trek through life already at this point. And then again, like I don't think there's any mistakes in the NFL after two years anyway. So you've earned seven years of opportunity. And I look at and I think your analogy or like your example with Arnold Schwarzenegger is fucking beautiful for the simple fact that okay, like even like look at uh I always get it mixed up, but I think it's the Greeks. Um, Greeks are the uh the Romans, but like their society was structured to earn your philosophy. And so like most all like men had to go into combat. They had to become soldiers first. And then the order of operations was now you get into business. And then once you learn about war and business, now you can get into politics. And then once you have to retire from politics, you become a philosopher and a teacher. And now you pass all your wisdom down and, it, and then it cycles through. And like yeah. I, yeah, and that's, I what Arnold, that's what Arnold does, dude. That's literally, he, literally what Arnold's because I've been watching his progression too. This is an impressive, like you know, this is an impressive statue he's done. Yeah, and it, but I, he earned that philosophy, and like I, I like watching him speak too. And he does, he comes and does the Arnold Classic here every year in Columbus. I think it's going to Vegas now. But besides the point, like he, like I don't know how anybody can knock him. Like even if it, say his like I think his COVID stance or some other stuff got some kickback, but like like he doesn't have to be again. He's not perfect either. Like he's not going to have the perfect philosophy every time, but I'd rather listen to somebody that's been through his whole journey and give me advice as opposed to talking to some, I don't, I don't want to attack anybody in the nine to five world, but somebody that hasn't like put their skill set in the fucking arena or like competed in anything for years, like, or, or that doesn't go to the gym and yeah. like experience suffering, like, like basically intentional growth as opposed to letting the world grow you, which is unintentional growth. Like I want the intentional people that push themselves. They find their boundaries. They learn new things. They stack new habits and they create awesome philosophies from experience. Cause like, again, like action trumps everything. So I can learn a fuck ton from books, but I can't really apply it, yeah. you know? So I just think, I think that, that Arnold analogy is awesome. Cause I, I never correlated him to that same um, Greek Roman philosophy yeah. of life. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 So, so, and, and I think just me as a person, and that's why it's kind of going back to the whole hard work, you know, everyone tells you at a young age, work hard, work hard, work hard, but like kind of things, how I'm telling you about kind of like how you make money in, in investments, you know, compound interest, you know, but I did when you, if you work hard at an early age, at like a five years old, you build out, and you keep that hard work, you sustain it to your third, you know, that hard work at 15, 16 starts to have um, interest, you know, it starts to build off one another. Then all of a sudden, instead of going a linear line, it scopes, goes up exponentially. And that's that's almost where I feel like I'm going through. I've always kind of been a guy. I've been a good athlete, but I've also understand the concept of hardworking. And now going to year six, year seven, I've always been able to accumulate more information, more information. And I think from a knowledge standpoint, um, like I'm starting to feel that little transition. Like, oh, you know, this could be dangerous, but you know, but each year you just try to make the NFL and just try to woe people about it. Cause now you get to this point now, everyone's just trying to get rid of you, especially when you're not a paid guy. You're like, oh, we like, like last year when I was with the Colts, I signed right before camp. They were just trying to keep me like a body. You know, like, oh, we got this guy, whatever. But hey, hey, you got to force the issue, man. Everybody's yeah. like, did we get there? Oh, why does this guy like exist? I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, oh, yeah, dude, I got a lot better than last year. Like, you really didn't play that much last year. 
this is the philosophy, man. You just learn things, you know, you get more, we take care of your body. Don't get hurt. Things like that. You know? Yeah. How do you go? So like, cause we've talked about a lot of off field stuff. How do you go about, uh, improving on field performance? On on field performance, like the skill set of your position kind of deal. Okay, so dude, so what it is, what I'm just learning more and more, like, cause what's cool about like my training, like, you know, I got to train at the house. I was at the house of athletes. And I met a really cool guy named Troy, who's under Marshall. And his philosophy was, um, was dude, our warm-ups would be like 45 minutes an hour, you know? It was like one of those things, like, dude, like, it's almost, the warm-up was harder than the actual workout, you know? But, but and, and, and we would do all the workouts in barefoot. And it was all about income mobility, you know? Because you have a coach to tell you, this is what you want to do, this is what you want to do. But straight up, the athlete doesn't have the flexibility, you know? Like, like I hear what you're saying, dude, but I'm really trying to strain my ankle. I don't have the ankle flexion. So we'd work on that and do ways to activate that, you know? So now as a football player, I kind of know what to do, but now it's just all about how can I do this on a regular basis, you know? So, so what I'm starting to understand that, like, you may think you're flexible, but yoga, that's, that's a different type of flexible, you know? So then you start learning, understanding this flexibility and this range of motion. But the thing about being too flexible, you, lo- you don't want to lose that muscle mass. You still need that. There's benefits of being uh, stiff, you know? Yeah. So it's always finding that little that you're teetering, you know, get too like flexible, and all of a sudden get hurt all the time, you know. Like, how do you get hurt all the time? Do he stretches all the time? Yeah, because he stretches all the time. He's been able to join his body in weird areas, and it's not supposed to do that, you know. So for me now, like even with the yoga, now because because kind of going back with the breath work and you learning how to utilize your core, it's, it's like a mixture of breath work, core, and just being comfortable and having the range of motion to do that. So now what I'm doing, working on passion moves, because it's all about engaging the core right here, breath. And when, when the offensive lineman shoots his hand, it's always the whole, so you say te- you're pass rushing the telephone booth, you know? Yep. Be able to make, give the illusion that my, my body's able to hit, hit me right here. Then at the last second, be able to turn like this, you know? And just from like a flex, I think for me now, I have the power. I've always been a strong, powerful guy. Like, like just sustaining my, uh, Probably the keep just keeping the weight on for the hardest part, but I've always had the power. But now, since the yoga applies and really understanding the breath and how to intertwine it all together all at once, that's how you can get it. And like I'm starting to understand it now, but now it's like all these little things, these nuances are going to help me become better football. Like you can practice all day, I can practice pass rushing all day, all that type of stuff, and I'm going to get better. And probably I am going to get better, but there's nuances where these these are the surface, these are the foundations, you know. Like I could, it's almost like I could do less football now, but focus on all these other activities that are all geared towards football. Then when I come back to football, I was like, man, you, you, you haven't done anything in three or four months. No, I haven't, but I did all this little stuff, you know? It's all the little, like, it's like the macronutrients, which is practice, and those little micronutrients, you know? And I and those micronutrients that I ha- were all detailed and were all catered in a sort of way, then eventually they got to manifest, and they end up uh, helping the macronutrients. Yeah, hell yeah, dude! What a what a good analogy there. I like that a lot. Well, it's just like because I because you are you're improving your ability to perform. Ankle flexibility, maybe that ends up being a lower uh, get off where you're covering three more inches, like or the edge a little bit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff shows up in the sport. I just wanted to understand your philosophy a little bit there because I think I think that is dialed in the sense that everything translates like everything, nothing you're doing in off season is not like with the intention to translate, to be a better football yeah. player too. Yeah. It's good, exactly. Cause, Cause dude, I can get on the field. I could do all those, like all this stuff, that type of stuff. And 
exhaust my body even more. You know what I mean? But it's kind of like not don't work hard, work smart. And that's what I would have done in my younger years. I would have put on cleats, then all this stuff I was like, no, like, let me enjoy this time off for right now. You know, like I, I today, when I, when the season starts, I'm doing, I'm in cleats every day for seven months. You know, I'm yeah. really striking, I'm really striking a bear seven months every day. My elbows are going to hurt all this stuff. Let me do this time to work on these things. So striking the bears and being in these cleats, it's going to be a lot easier, you know? Yeah. And you can also recover. Like sometimes it takes months to recover, like the joints and things like that, where like that is intentionally really smart. And that like a lot of people, the common error, which I was very much guilty. You treat yourself like a workhorse horse. I go, I talk about a lot on the podcast where the only thing I knew was hard got me what I wanted. And I call this paradigm. What guy is not going to Icarus going up and with his wax wings and the sun his wings. Like, hey, I needed a different plan once I got there. And so in that capacity, like once you get fluent enough or you like skill set, now it's like, okay, what's going to maintain here? It doesn't have to be flat out work. It doesn't have to be. I was going to run with uh, Adrian Peterson and their whole crew down in Houston when their like their running was like ninety feet at the track, and then we come back and work out. And I knew I was working harder than people, so I was thought I was building this mental resilience. Like that's just a like really a race to ten seconds and like be a killer and be maybe that little flexibility there helps me get hands down better opposed to just running straight and working really hard for a long time. So I just, I just think, uh, uh, you're pretty. And, and do the thing too, is like, what I try to think about is like, cause it, as I'm getting older, you know, I'm, I'm watching guys that get older and I'm watching guys get hurt. You know, I'm watching like guys, like old guys tear their Achilles or you see the meniscus all the time, but then you start learning about what a meniscus is, you know, as you yeah. realize it's not an ACL, it's not one of the things it's a freaking, it's a shock absorber, you know? So, so, so playing on turf is sawing down your meniscus, you know, like, like that's what you're doing. Like this, I have this, this cushion over time, it's getting sawed down, sawed down. The way to, to alleviate the saw down is that I build a foundation around my quads, my legs, constantly lift all the time. So in theory, I don't have to put too much saw in it, but also in the off season, you know, if I, instead of training on damn turf and doing all that stuff, let me find some damn gr- grass or turf. If I can't train on grass and freaking sucking away, because I'm with turf all day year round because like you know, NFL is not for long. Playing on turf, doing all these type of things is not to make you have a long career. So you have to find different avenues because once you lose your meniscus or you're you start having meniscus pain, it's all downhill from there. You know, you can get all these injections, you can get all this type of stuff, but you have to develop the, the muscles in your legs. You know, you have to do all that little stuff that's not going to require you to be on the field. Yeah, and that's there's only a certain amount of miles on a high performance like race car yeah, kind of deal. You know, you know. You just make sure you and with the higher performance race car, how do you how do you keep that in mileage? Good good oil, you know? Good oil for yeah. me, dude. Even the water I drink, you know. Everyone talks about you are what you eat, you are what you, you are what you eat. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here with that. You are what you eat, dude. Your body's like 80% water, you know. Some crazy taste, maybe 80, 90%. I don't know. But all I know, your body, you got a fuckload of water. The real question is like, what type of water are you drinking? <sighs> well, bro, I have a Brita. And, but if you start going to the intricacies and start looking at the water, about the American government water, how every water has its own different uh, jurisdiction and what the fuck they're putting in water, we're like, this is, this is, this is mind-blowing, you know? Because you like, oh, obviously not eating, eating Big Mac's terrible or something, but you'll be surprised, you know? And, but it's all, but at the end, 
it's blue pill, red pill kind of messed up. You know what I mean? So when you go to Florida, you know that water tastes weird. You know when you drink that yeah. tap water or something about you drink the water. Like, oh, well, it's just water. I'm gonna ask questions about it. When you go somewhere else, you drink that, or you go to Switzerland, you try the water in like Geneva. Oh, shouldn't that daunt you? Like you know, not all water is the same. You know, so so for even me to the point, like I'm so like focused on this that like I have um. And pull it out. So, so the only water I drink, the only water I drink is Mountain Valley. You know, like I'm a firm yep. believer. I I don't touch plastic. You know, like yeah, glass gla- glass bottles. Yeah. So, like that's one of the oldest water sources too. So I used, I drank that when I was playing too. Yes, yes, and and the idea is just the plastic, dude. The fact that like people, it's like one of those things that like y'all know microwaves are kind of bad for us. You know, we know you use a microwave and there's that little waste coming out your face. You know, it's kind of bad. We're like, everyone's doing that, man. Just ignore it, ignore it. It's kind of the thing. It's some plastic. We know, like, we need plastic. Like, last year, we had that heat wave. And that's what I tell people. When you put water, when you put those glass waters I had, when I put it in the back of my car during that heat wave, you know what would happen? It would no, pop. It would, it would shatter, pop. Because pressure has to go somewhere. Yeah. But what happens with plastic? What happens when plastic heats up? Oh, yeah. they don't go back to normal. So all those fumes gets gets into your water. Then you start drinking the water, you're like, oh, I don't oh. So, you know? Yeah. So, so then even now, the water I have right now, this is all non valley and this is all glass. They transport yeah. that in glass. So make sure no, everyone's like, oh, why, why you know, I don't drink the plastic. Dude, dude you know, it's just like, wait, we know this stuff. You're, you're in the right steps. You're not drinking the whole um, tap water. But yet again, I'm in Jersey, New York. They're Jersey. They're, they don't put fluoride in the water. They like they're pretty. It's more of the better waters out there. That's why people are saying, "Why do New York bagels taste the best?" It's because the water filtration in New York is one of the best out there. There's huh. a place. There, there's a place in Colorado, and everyone's like, "Man, these bagels taste like the ones in New York." The dude gets his water from New York. He's originally from New York, but it's in Colorado. Everyone's like, "I love these bagels," you know. It tells you something, dude. Yeah, I think that's cool. Just because I, I, I've I've gone down that rabbit hole too, but and like I've been in places where there's art, like out of water and stuff. Like you start looking at that. So I, even when I hear the microwave and all that stuff, it starts to be all amped up because I love the conversation. But um, a friend of mine, Darren O'Lean, he uh, he's he's on the show with like Zach Efron, down to earth kind of deal. Um, He's incredibly super rare. He's actually like his quote unquote, one of his titles is superfood hunter. He goes around and creates like a good bird of like a business to crop locally in whatever country it's in and get them paid and then also get it here in a, a healthy manner. Water being one of these two and that capacity calling your top fatal conveniences because like the tap water is super convenient. We, we can easily Oh, I don't. Oh, that's just how it tastes. That's how the Florida water tastes. That's how this water tastes. You're like killing your and like you're poisoning yourself slowly in some way, shape, or form. But to your point, I really like it in the sense like, the human body is the majority of its water. Why would that not be like the utmost thing that's keeping this machine running, or like at least functionally? Exactly, man. So it's just like there's little nuances, but dude, like. You also got to be careful if you tell your information too, because everyone just will think you're a paranoid or like, oh, oh, got you, got you. But dude, at the end of the day, man, like 
the research doesn't lie to you. Like people are dying prematurely. People are getting cancer prematurely, you know, but everyone wants to play the victim of like, I don't know how this is happening. Why he was such a good person. At the end of the day, Kish doesn't judge. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 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 it doesn't know you're a good person, all that stuff. Like, I get you want to use the spiritual side, but like from a standpoint, you, you tell people, open your eyes, you know? Like, like you know, like, like you, I think if it requires an extra mile, you know what I mean? If it was easy, everyone could do it. You, you, you've heard all these things before, you know? So yeah. it's just, so it's just one of those things that, like, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be an athlete because I think that you, when you're working in nine to five, like, you know, I'm trying to empathize, but yet again, I simply don't understand because I've never worked in nine to five. Nine to five jobs is a very monotonous life. You're trying to do this, trying to do this, you know, you, you can say a body, I'm, you have the finances of the world, all that type of stuff, but you can make little changes. Like Rome wasn't built overnight, you know, like yeah. Rome, Rome got to where it was because it was, it was changes after changes after changes. Then the greater picture then was just the great Rome, you know? Yeah, so, it's it's, a, it's like the the in the wall concept. To the, like to those of you list, he some order of operations. Like obviously, like the end of that order of operations in AD, the red light and the hyperbarics. If you have the time and resources, awesome. Yeah, do all that stuff. Like that's like the the elite compounding of that. But really, like okay, and he and he mentioned it really, really or you mentioned it really quickly. I'm gonna act like I'm talking to you. Um, but in that capacity, okay you make time and take care of your sleep that's like like that's a still a pretty fucking strong foundation when you start talking hormones you start talking about like muscle synapses and all these things like if you're high, um talking about clarity all these things that affect like how the cells interact and even how we carry oxygen and that is really important to understand okay how we sleep what we drink how has a lot of compound interest and see i'm your guy too. a return to nature even i obviously i know you're a east medicine and it's a little in that capacity but like sun that's how monally and so if you just address that because like a lot of people don't have a good relationship with being outside light and dark cycle again we wonder we get these autoimmune diseases these cancers but I was the input. I didn't wasn't inputting light. I wasn't inputting healthy water. And I wasn't I probably wasn't inputting healthy food either. Like as long as like 80 20, like your sleep and food and everything's right, body operates pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, man. And and dude, so do what's crazy is like one of the things for me, like that I the reason I'm even like this dude is just I'm naturally not a good sleeper, surprisingly, you know, for all the things I do. I'm not a naturally good sleeper. And obviously, and I think that's probably why I gone the extra mile to do all this stuff. Cause you know, it was, everyone's like, dude, Scott, right? You're sleeping, you're your sleep. And you know, there's correlation to sleep, longevity, all that type of stuff. But dude, I wonder if you can answer this question for me. Cause I like, cause you know, we know, we know sleep, 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 sleep. That's, that's a new trend, right? Yeah. Sleep. How can you optimize your sleep? But dude, the Japanese people don't sleep that much. You know, they're, they're yeah. some of the most overworked people out there. They still, they still are one of the longest living people out there, you know? So, 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 but like their work is very intentional and they're always challenging their brains, you know? And they're, yeah. it's, it's almost like if you're challenging yourself that type of hard, does sleep matter? You know, and th th that's the argument because people will say sleep is the most important thing, but the Japanese have been outliers when it comes to that. Yeah. I don't know as far as their custom. Like, do you have, do you have like an hour gauge on that? Cause I have a theory. Uh, I do not. But all, all I know is the fact that like I remember because I've been to Tokyo and I remember just reading about, how much pressure and how much work and how much this that that 
but the, but they live the longest lives. And, and obviously their diet's clean, you know? They're very intentional what they do, you know, little stuff like that. They walk a million miles a day, you know what I mean? So it's, it's almost like they're checking all these parameters, you know? But at that price, it comes with without the sleep. So like, it's almost like, yeah, I talk about sleep this much, but instead of that eight hours of sleep, those five hours of sleep, but they're doing crap little walking, this, that, that type of stuff, you know? Yeah, and and that's where like to their to their uh, benefit, I believe that like part of all the problem in America is like when you rest, you rust, and if you keep putting this shit in like intake, you're gonna decay, and you're just working to decay faster than them because like that's all it is. like cellular health is like they're like oxidative like longevity, all these kind of things in there. But if they're always moving, if they're conscious, will eat like now you're regardless, your body's gonna process a little the stress a little more. I also think like. Uh, Pan, they put they put out some really cool research. Um, one like the forest bathing stuff, or like because they 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 do have a lot of depression and suicide in their culture, but some of that's honor based and like their cultural standard for honor yeah. is diff- different. And like it's more of like a because their family structure is different too with how long yeah. they're around their family, um, and that realm too. But when they've learned the benefits of like being outside. They know the benefits of walking and moving. And like a lot of these, like some of the stuff, like like the sauna mimics an aerobic workout or walking and that kind of thing, yeah. where I think that's why there's an awesome longevity research on it. But all it's doing is playing on that you rest, you rust concept movement, right? Like so like uh the sauna, like the big research is like four to four to seven touches of long term done by the fins on like twenty four hundred humans. Um is that all cause mortality rates go down if it's four like four times a week, it's thirty five percent. So neurodegenerative heart disease, all these things. And then seven times a week is almost 50%. But all they're doing is the movement thing. And I think that's where we're the fattest country on the planet. Like we like the obesity is one of the biggest problems that like leads into more and more of these other health issues, making you more vulnerable to viruses, COVID and all these other things where it's like, okay, let's, let's step back at here. They move a lot more than we do. And they, they eat and have better country standards for their food, like a crash. And look at like even like Europe way better. And like I know some hockey guys over in Europe that when they go there for nine months, they come back for three and they're like they to the airport in the United States. They're like, oh man, I haven't, I don't think I've seen people that like in nine months. And why is that? Like there's different standards, there's different barriers and like of threshold or of, of of admission to like what even gets in front of us at the grocery store. But our world, like our world's like marketing, advertising, product placement on the shelves, like all this stuff just to capture your attention and make you eat all this sugar and all the like 40 ingredients as opposed to one, two, three ingredient foods. And so that's where I think Japan, one, the, a lot of their research just keeps coming across uh, my desk in that capacity. But even like eyes, um, they started tracking kids that were on tablets and their eyes were changing. They were becoming nearsighted. And, yeah. but, then they, but then they got them outside for X amount of time. And then their eyes actually change back to normal size, but they're, they're sorting out. Like, I think they attack these fatal conveniences that we have, like microwaves, shoes. Like I even go back as far as like shoes and chairs being like the first two missteps in our like creation, because in that realm, like we started, we limited our range of motion as humans and we started getting tight and having back and all these things. Well, we should take the heel out of our shoes. We get fucking movement and strength to input to our feet and our cerebellum. Now sit on the floor. Like some Indian cultures, they gauge your health by you being able to get up without your hands off the ground. Dude, and, and it's funny you say that, dude. Because, dude, going to yoga, because I started yoga in the last week or so. 
dude, getting in a damn pretzel, sitting down in a pretzel is one of the most humbling things out there, you know? Yeah. Like, like just, just from the hips, I'm like, ah, and you're looking around, everybody's like, oh, man, this, oh, God, okay. Right? And after a week or two, you start like, okay, I'm getting better. This is becoming more comfortable. But yeah, but you know, but for me, like, I already think I'm pretty good. I'm a decent football player. But little stuff like that, that little like nuances, like I can't get in a damn pretzel. If I can get a damn pretzel, that's going to skyrocket my, when I was talking about football, football, ooh, just going up a straight line, me getting like, what happened? I can now get it in pretzel. You don't understand how hard that was. Obviously, it may be easier for you, but the fact that it was that hard for me and I can get it, I can now some be normal about it. And I'll yeah. tell that up in so many ways with my hips. Yeah. And that's like, like, can I sit cross legged on the floor? Can I like stand up without my hands? Like all these weird gauges because we just never sit on the floor. And in these culture, they sit really, they sit on the cushions, they sit on their heels, they do all the things that keep like basically like regimen is built into their life so we're still we're talking about less rust more blood flow more oxygen delivery like all these things that compound because just because like how cool is that but like our ease pain like we're a pain we're a pain-free medical system we're all these things where like everything in our world like everything in like the world of human performance motion like motion like it, we can say sleep but motion, light nature like my whole bit like return to nature category like get rid of things that are man-made that are causing problem cuts that you don't really realize they are and hey i'll get out like again if i live as close to i can as like the sunlight outside a lot of my stay in the same sink that it, your circadian rhythms consistent okay uh my respiratory pattern slows down whatever Okay, all these touches in this TV, we're not melt meant that because like, okay, your your vision, 40% of your brain's built to process vision. So like me, like I look is important. And so if I'm inside all day and I don't have any peripherals, of course I can't fucking downregulate. Peripheral vision is downregulation. Narrow vision, uh dilated eye is fight and flight. If I'm living here at a screen, if I'm living inside inside of these these angles, like nature is fractal trunk branches leaves like a tree's leaves same thing and but no we live in this right angle matrix world that again impedes our performance visually mentally movement and so and i ran because i mean i got my couch and my tv and everything here obviously but in that realm pull it into your awareness that okay i can strip some of this away yoga will maybe back closer to be able to sit on the ground comfortably and all these things just add up and but i i think you're right in that capacity that like kids are doing something up from their table height in their furniture, from their movement, how much are how they appreciate nature medicine. Um, and then they're, you know, they're like, this is racist or not, but sushi and fish and all that great as far as fats go to the joint. And then just movement in general drives down Alzheimer's, all those things. But again, we're the fattest, like least mobile country. And that's funny you said that, dude. And also, like, coming back to, like, we were saying about stuff like that. So, like, I'm, I'm on the Hudson River, and I, I made the argument that, dude, like, maybe you could look into some research that people that live in the water or some type of water. Because, dude, the way the sun shines on the water, it's like I'm getting, like, a multiple, kind of how it's going back with multiplier effects, you know? Yeah. I'm getting the sun from the sun, but then the water bouncing off the, bouncing off the sun that it's getting to me. And the amount of, like, vitamin D or whatever, dude, it just feels like 
you know, you, you almost feel absorbed when you're by water. It's, it's just like, it's all refractals, you know? Yeah. And I, that, no, I completely agree. And so the, the, a way you can do it, um, there's an app that actually measures the lumen. And if not, I'll send it to you after this and I'll post it in the show notes for you. But so like you can look at the the power of the light, even like so if I take the same light angle through the window versus outside of the window, it's like I, I actually have a device. Yeah, yeah, I, got, I actually have that because I'm kind of a dork, as you can tell. Yeah, I got a device that can measure the light. Yeah, it's like you're intentional. You, 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 if that makes you a dork, that's a problem. I have this device and it does that, you know, because I have a, I have a bunch of bonsai trees. So, uh, um, so I, I actually went certain places in my place and this thing right here tells you the strongest, like kind of going back to windows, you know, versus the window closed versus the window open. It's literally like, I forgot, I forgot what the, I don't, I'm not familiar with the readings, you know, the yeah. type of stuff, but it's the same exact thing and it's mind blowing, you know? Yeah, well, so so do your own like what's that? What's the machine called? Just so I can link it on here. Um, a machine is called Digital Lux Meter. Digital oh, yeah. Lux. oh yeah, yeah, the, the app's called. Lux. Yeah, awesome. And but so like so now go out like by, by the river and see what light is uh, with the same light angle, but not by the river and see if you get more. Exactly. Yeah, dude, I think that's juicy as fuck. But like again, you bought that machine because you give a fuck, and yeah. like but maybe it's about your plants. Okay, but like so I I make this argument all the time because. I've done some cool stuff with my female athletes with their hones and like their cycle and stuff for their because our, our physiology craves consistency the same as like we crave our comforts and our routines so that we know where our money's coming from we know love's coming from we know where our things are coming from that the our shelter kind of like primal side of that um in that realm our physiology craves the same thing and like you get into psychology and one of like the easiest tricks to get like some of your psychology stable is to give it proper input anchor wake up time anchor sunlight in the morning and like Huberman pounds that home. I believe even call them like Huber Hubermaning now or something Sonic. But you get your self consistency. Days all my girls, my athletes, they fall in cycle. And why is that? Because our relationship with the sun and light is really fucking important. And it, and okay, same we should take it away at night. So I have my rocks or my nighttime light. And because our but in the same capacity with the river our our eyes lead right or uh, read light angle my my and sunset and so if we're inside with this overhead light all the time we're telling ourselves it's noon it's not the same amount of lumens and or lux whatever later on there um but it's still tough that okay that light angle means it's day i can stay awake i'll keep these processes as opposed to my body knowing okay sun's going down but we're not outside and and like we're not in nature so if we get close of there it's like and that's the physiology want because you're talking about um cortisol serotonin melatonin is serotonin i want all these things to rise at the right time and a consistent time so my body knows what's good and that's the comfort our, we should create physiological comfort from that aspect but it's harder to measure you know yeah, it is it is dude, dude there's just there's so much we do and it's almost like I make I make the argument, dude. Are we progressing as a society? Yeah, we're progressing from a technological standpoint, but like, with the, if we're actually progressing, progressing should be that we're living longer lives, you know? Yeah, and, you know, like, like like and and just how the system is or the matrix is, it's not progressing that way. And it's it's almost like you want to sit back, like like how how do you make a change about this, you know? Because because obviously everybody wants to 
in theory, people want to improve their health, but nobody knows where to start. And it's almost like they get like, where this, where that. But I think my biggest advice is going to, it just starts with your water, you know, 80% of your body is water. Look into the water then look into your food. Then before you, obviously we're, you've been a professional yeah. athlete, you know, I'm a professional athlete. So I'm doing some next level type of stuff, but you, you gotta, you gotta start your foundations. And if you can't get the water right or your type of food, right, then don't, don't experiment with all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah I could, and I think that's a very clean look at it. I think it's too easy. Like, okay. But, and then try. That's where I like on the, on the podcast, I hype up journaling just to like track your sub experience. Cause like, that's no, nobody else is going to write your history for you, but no, nobody else is going to like how you feel is really important. But it's objective to you. So if I want to hyperbare things or record when I wasn't using it while I was using it and now I used it for three weeks or whatever, but it's the same thing. You need to know, okay, why I have more energy. Like I actually can ends up being my mental clarity is better. Okay. Let's take that dial. Then, then we'll pick up one more thing and start pathetically water before you go to you. I don't care. You're like, you know, whatever works for you. But I think that even to your, to your extent where people don't know where to, to where to start. And, and that's where, like, I think like well, there's a, there's a quote I like on that, where it's like in the absence of leaves, which is in what I'm referring to, why do we have philosophers saying like, Hey, this is the, these are the underlying life and this and like good. And like, this is how we should make some of our decisions from the top down. Obviously that's not done anymore, but an absence of truthers, false prophets, a lot, uh, arise. And so you get all these influencers that are just pumping crazy shit or like this, like this cure all supplement or the best multivitamin. That's like one centrum, one pill vitamin is going to cure all your deficiencies. And all these things. I, I just have my rants there, but I, I do think that down philosophy and starting really small with water, which can, it, it can be a headache to get the, the right water or in simple way. I've talked about water on the podcast before where you'll get reverse osmosis or even distilled, completely distilled water and add your own churros to it. At least, you know, there's not a bunch of shit in it. Yeah. And man. then, and then if, but now like I love the mountain Valley stuff. I felt awesome. Like when I was getting that bottle shipped to me, um, but like that, that's, that's a step up, but like water clean first, um, st like per quantity too. Like don't, don't stop at three cups of water and think you're hydrated you need to maximize or to, to relate to that. But so anyways, dude, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Uh, the conversation was fucking dynamite. You're a stud. Hey man. Hey, hey thanks. I, I've been looking forward to this, man. Yeah. I, I've been looking forward to this, you know, like, you know, have me on next time. Cause dude, I got a damn, uh, infrared sauna in my place you know so so even i can i can even tell you about the benefits of like traditional sauna versus the infrared sauna i tell people like some people ask me oh when should i use the infrared i'm like infrared should be used more for like tendinitis for like um if you got detox. Some, like, scar detox. but like the traditional sauna is more like heat shock proteins so again get in there get in the hottest hell you want be miserable and just just different perspectives you know Dude, there's I go to this I go to this Korean bathhouse sauna where um you lie down it's beads like it's a red clay bead saunas so the whole thing it's about 180 degrees you lie down there do for 20 30 so like you're already in a meditative state because you're like in a in yoga the corpse kind of like in a corpse lying down like that and you're in the heat sauna and these heated bead saunas are like on your back in the rib cage so it's like you can feel the heat like expanding your lungs you know yeah so, that's that's really cool. 
dude, so, so, dude, it, it's almost like, uh, like you know, we, we're going to talk more about the, the singing balls, but dude, just from a standpoint, I'm just like, dude, dude, there's so much stuff out there. And some of the stuff's been around for hundreds of thousands of years, you know, and we, we deliberately choose to ignore it, but we're so quick to put a pill in our mouths, you know? Yeah, which is, well, well that's a great fucking bookmark to end it, end it on. I'm a firm believer in that too, but um yeah so did the previous episode or i the previous episode i released last week was uh glenn he's the og of the uh the sauna world but we talk a lot about like sauna and feel um and like what as heat steam and ventilation because people don't understand the ventilation is the hot air moving past you like it heats you up faster same as like cold air cools you faster and then so you now you start talking about radiative heat convective heat and conductive heat now, so if you add down on these balls, I got to try that sauna that that hypes me up. It gives me something to to add to the art. But um, dude, yeah, sauna is incredible. And even just for the simple fact, like heat shock, cold shock, red cell count increase, white blood cell incre- increase, like all these other things that happen. But it does is one, it makes sweat, it work out. Um, and for, for detox, it gets a little little bit deeper. So there's a military guy get those. And then now it's exposure, same as like the hyperbaric. You have to hit the hyperbaric like literally like three times a week plus. Um, but same thing, if you hit the sauna enough times, you'll start to even like sweat shit out of your bones. And like that's how some powerful stuff. But the and like to your point about players, you all the wisdom, but they gotta do the and cases like the students up here. You'll you'll speak to the right guy at the right time that'll absorb that and take apply and all this stuff and and then now like the sky's the limit but like again like I, I'm curious you are all the 3D anyways just so uh, um, we can transition some more wisdom. Yeah, for sure, man. Dude, dude, glad glad you're doing well, man. Glad catching up, man. And again, thanks for having me on the show, man. Yeah, you're the man, dude. Be well. All right, take care. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Hope you're getting a lot out of it, a lot of value, or at least some entertainment. But if you are enjoying and getting value out, please don't hesitate to like, subscribe, and review on all audio platforms, and then subscribe on YouTube. All of it would be greatly appreciated. All the support is massive. So thank you and be well.